Welcome to episode 399 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm joined by the other two M's. So M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Megan, we'll start with you this week. Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. Joey? Hi, you can find... Oh, wow. Fucked it up already. Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMoser83 and on Hive. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Like the other, the new other thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. There's so, so many new other things. It's 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 the most like Twitter, and my name on there is at Joey Joey Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Even my handle has a. Has Why a, didn't you do Joey Joey Jet Junior Shabadoo? I know, but I'm afraid if I have to say that to somebody, like a uh, uh, like a super, I don't know, I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where like a Jew. This light follows me. I don't want her to follow Joey Jojo Shabadoo. <laughs> she might say that's the worst name she ever heard, though, and then that would be great. Joey Jojo! <laughs> that's what you are on my phone. <laughs> Still, Sorry. for like 20 years. <laughs> no, I... Joey Jojo? Yes, Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. <laughs> All right, and I am Clarence Moy, and you can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. So we are at one episode away from 400, guys. 400. That is unbelievable. I am am in disbelief. (laughs) What are we going to do for our 400th? Um, Let's do a 400-minute long podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say, well, like, what's something we've always wanted to do on the podcast that we haven't? Like, I was gonna say, Joey, you always say you would shit your pants, and I thought maybe you should actually like wear an adult diaper and shit your pants live on the podcast. You know, I don't have much credibility to begin with. And you <laughs> want me to just squander it like that? All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the hell. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I have no idea. If any of our fans want to give us suggestions, we're open <laughs> to it. Yeah. Rick. <laughs> Rick. Rick, tell us what to do. That reminds me of that old uh, um, Amy Poehler Saturday Night Live character. Rick, Rick. You know that one that kept saying Rick. Rick, 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 Rick. Rick. Yeah. Oh, I love that character. Me too, actually. Anyway, um, so we are here to talk about television this week, although I think we'll probably dip our toe into the film pool a little bit because we have most likely watched some things over the Thanksgiving holiday, Um, and I hope you both had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, But uh, we're going to talk about FX's new limited series, Fleischman is in Trouble, which is based on a novel that I have read. Um, the author of whom I cannot remember, but um, there Kathy we go. Kathy Berdesser-Ackner, who's also the uh, show creator. There you go. Thank you, Megan, for doing your homework. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then, of course, we'll jump off to the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. So, um, Thanksgiving, what did you all see? Did you, did you curl up in front of a warm fire and watch some television or some movies? Um, I watched Tar finally and, Ah. um, everything everywhere all at once. Um, which, so it was, I just couldn't wait, um, to watch them. Like when, once I saw that I had like screeners available, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go home. Um, and I really enjoyed just sitting on my couch and watching, watching the movies. Um, uh, I feel like there was something else I watched too. I caught up on, other things, but um, earlier in the week, I want to say, but those were the two big ones that I was really excited about. Excellent. And uh, and you like them both? Yeah, I did. I like them both. Um, I think that Everything Everywhere All at Once I would like to rewatch because I, would, I was so excited to see it because I've been waiting so long to see it. And I started at like 1030. So I was falling asleep, not through no fault of its own, just because mm-hmm. I was t- exhausted. But I would like to watch it again. Um, and um, I can see why people 
like it so much. It's 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 just really different. It reminded me of Moulin Rouge. I remember whenever that one came out, Joey had told me, you know, it's weird, stick with it. And that's kind of how I felt like it because it, it is kind of jarring. You're 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 not sure what you're watching, I feel like, in the beginning of it. But then it you know, once once uh, a character in an elevator says something, it's like, oh, okay, we're off to the races, kind of. Um, and you start to piece things together. But I think it's it's uh, a fun movie, and I'd I'd like to watch it again. Yeah, I got a I got a screener for. I mean, I've seen it before, but I got a screener for it, um, and uh, I would like to see it again too. It's because it's it's been a long time, and I want to look at it in a different light than I think I did before. Uh, Joey, it's it's one of your favorite films of the year, I think you said. Yeah, I've seen it. I saw it twice in theaters. I saw it I've, I, the first time that we set up our, you know, dorky movie sound system stuff. I That was the first movie we watched. You know, and it really, you know, the sound of that movie is really big. I've, you know, that's that's the movie that um, I have been, anytime I'm like, do you want to, what's, what's a good movie to watch? The first thing that I say from this year is that movie. I'm just, I just love how absolutely bonkers it is. It is bonkers, but it, in, in a good way. Yeah. It's unusual. You will never, you will not watch that movie and say, there's, I've seen something. Just it's like kind it. of mind blowing. It reminded me a bit of like, there are some movies that have blown my mind after watching it. One was her. Um, mm. Another was, uh, oh, it was the uh, Lego, the first Lego movie kind of blew my mind. Like, <laughs> um, and this was another one that's like, uh, just the things that it does. Um, it, it's just very different and unique. Absolutely. Um, Joey, what did you see? Uh, the only two things that I saw recently that I was going to show my in-laws everything everywhere all at once. My husband, Jason, was, I think, nervous. He, he was like, I don't think my mom will like that movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I am glad that Jason stepped in because I, when you had tweeted something like you were going to show that yeah. movie and I started watching it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and like, you know, Jason's parents are, you know, very liberal. You know, obviously they have me as a son-in-law, but um, they have to tolerate a lot. Um. But um, I think maybe he was nervous about like the fighting with dildos and the that that stuff. Um, so the movie that we opted to watch uh, the day after Thanksgiving was Apple TV Plus's Spirited. Oh, um, how was is, that? I actually had a great time watching it. It was so fun, and um, some of the music is really great. I don't like all the music, but some of the music is really great. It's it's a I didn't realize what the movie was about. Um, so it's 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 Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and it's a take on a Christmas Carol. But I thought it was going to be a lot more straightforward. It's basically about Will Ferrell as the ghost of Christmas present, and it's all about the inner workings of how ghosts of Christmas past, present, and Christmas yet to come. Um, select one horrible person every year to haunt and save. Um, and it's a, it's a musical. It's the music of Pace and Paul who did like greatest showman. And they won an Oscar for La La Land. And they won a Tony for Dear Evan Hansen. Take that for what you will. I think Will Ferrell is fantastic in it. He's so good and he can sing who the fuck knew that he could sing. Um, he gets like a big 11 o'clock number. And I tweeted something like, get ready for him to get that you know, Golden Globe actor in a musical or comedy nomination for that. Like, that is happening. I'm saying it right now. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm saying it right now <laughs> that he's going to get in. He's great in it. So fans of Will Ferrell will probably like it. I, I thought I was very pleasantly surprised. Maybe because, A, I didn't know anything about it. And since not knowing anything about it, I had absolutely no expectations. But it was, it was really, really fun. Good. It's definitely on my list to watch when... Um closer to the holiday i think it's yeah that's a good one and i just watched the the eternal daughter last night which i not really thanksgiving but i freaking love that movie it's great is that uh tilda swinton yes tilda swinton playing the daughter and the mother oh how tilda swinton how tilda swinton like i remember we were jason and i were watching it um and the first thing he said with absolutely no um, like within the first scene, you know, Tilda Swinton in by Tilda Swinton standards looks relatively normal in it. 
And uh, all he said, I heard him under his breath. He just went, David Bowie. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, she, she was like, oh, I'm sorry. She should play David Bowie. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Sure. <laughs> she should play David Bowie in a, um, in a, uh, yeah, a movie just like um, oh, when Kate Blanchett played. Uh, oh, the, I'm not Bob there. Dylan. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Excellent. Uh, well, I caught up on, um, I think one of, I think both of you really like this movie, um, The Woman King. Yeah. Um, which I, I thought was really good. I, I liked it quite a bit, actually. Um, and, uh, of course, I saw The Fablemans, which... What did, what did you think of The Fablemans? I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I don't think it's a disaster, <laughs> like so many people. Who's saying it's a disaster? A lot of people are... In, and maybe it's just certain circles that I happen to be happy or lucky enough to see. Um, but, uh, you know, particularly, I don't want to generalize, so I guess I won't. But uh, I've noticed a lot of people of a certain critics group tend to not like it. Oh. Um, and uh, I don't know why that is. Um, Jalal has, has certainly given me some thoughts on that, but... Uh, it's unfortunate. It's a, it's a it's a very good movie, and it has some of Spielberg's best stuff that I think he's ever directed. Um, but it also has some of the worst I think he's ever directed. And I don't know that I want to make this whole podcast a conversation about that. But I will just say um, the the bit that I didn't like was the sort of the Dawson's Creaky kind of stuff that happens um, in the in the last third of the film when he goes to high school. Um, I just don't think it's as strong as the as the core family material, personally. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought that that was where I was like losing interest in the film. Yeah, because that by that point, by the time he goes to California, I mean it's no spoiler. I mean it's his it's it's a loose interpretation of his life. By the time he goes to California, it's at the two hour mark. I want to say, and and you know it's it's been a, an intense, heavy film up to that point and it just i i just i fail to see sort of the point i'm sure that there's a point to that section i just don't it is i have not really settled on anything that makes a lot of sense to me i'm gonna say something else controversial i didn't even like the ending i like the like i like the movie it's not one of my favorites of the year but i i like the movie but i i, I would say the last third or the last yeah the last act of it i didn't care for at all and including the ending that everybody seemed to like but um but michelle williams is oh i think she's so fantastic and i really really want her to win the oscar i think i think she's my number one she is fantastic love 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 that performance trying to think um, of um, what I'm going to make for it for my party. And I'm, I think I'm settling <laughs> on something about red fingernails, but I haven't decided Ooh. what it is yet. No one gave me any ideas. It's fine. Um, yeah. I'll, but I'll you don't I'm, want ideas or you do want ideas? Um, I don't want ideas out of, as of yet. I need to let it percolate in my brain. Okay. I've, I've come up with some really fun stuff, I think, for things that may or may not get ended up getting nominated. And I'm mad because usually my favorite ideas are stuff that doesn't get nominated. So, um, yeah. I forgot to mention another movie I saw that I really liked was She Said. I really, really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. More, I, I, I think the one of the reasons why it might not have done well at the box office is kind of one of the reasons why I didn't want to see it was because I thought, oh, this is like, what else is there to cover with this, really? What else is there to, we, I feel like we know the story. I think there is a Me Too fatigue, but really, I, I really appreciated seeing these, like, I mean, granted, these were dramatizations of the women, except for one that appears as herself in it. But um, I think that it was really effective and sh really um, kind of fleshing out this, that's a terrible word for it. It's showing the story, um, like really kind of, you know, you've read it, but here's here's what what it was like for these women and in their own words, in, in a way, even though it's not their own words, but um I, I think I thought it was really good and I, I knew how it ended, but I was on the edge of my seat, which I thought was really, I think Maria Schrader is such yeah. an amazing director. Um, and the performances, Carrie Mulligan is 
I this might be my favorite of hers. I think she's so good in it. I think Zoe Kazan's really good in it. Um, so I I really love that movie, and um, I hope that more people search it out. I'm glad that you like it because I knew that you weren't necessarily. I don't want to say you weren't looking forward to it, but I I remember your reaction from the trailer. Yeah, because well, um, like it, it's very like, I, it just. I think it's a hard topic to do. Even even like in the beginning, my sister was like, this is all too soon. And then she ended up really liking it. Um, but I think it's because it is like, it is so recent. It is so fresh in our minds. We're still in this Me Too movement. It's not like, I, I think there is a Me Too fatigue for everybody. And I think that's probably what caused the lack of box office. But I, I, I hope people um, find it in other ways because it's it's really great with a lot of great performances. Yeah, I agree. They're both very good. My my personal favorite performance in it came from Samantha Morton. Um, who She's in, very good, yes. I liked uh, Jennifer L. Or yes. Eel. How do you say yes. her last name? Eli. Eli. I love she her. She was my favorite. She was, of, of although I'm surprised we're talking about her. I thought she was really good. Yes, I agree. She was also th- those two actually gave my favorite performances. Um, y- y- there's nothing wrong with Zoe Kazan or uh, Carrie Mulligan. It's just I, I found I-, I just responded. I think to the more emotional moments that Samantha Morton and, and Jennifer Ely were able to have, um, and to an extent Carrie Mulligan as well, because she has that uh, uh, postpartum depression subplot yeah. that happens at the beginning of yeah. the film. I thought they could. Oh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. It's just sort of sidebar that I thought of. Someone on, I think it was Nathaniel Rogers' website, wrote a really interesting um, uh, small piece about something that they appreciated about the movie of showing the marriages of the two women and how they differed and how. Normally in movies like that, you see the spouse being like, but you're never home. How dare you? But I'm working towards this deadline. And um, well, we got a story. Um, but it's just like men supporting their wives um, and sort of knowing how serious it is without having to like spell it out or being like, you're, you're late for dinner again. Stuff like that. That's my I idea. also like the way that the they showed how these interviews are interrupting the people being interviewed their lives too, whether it's Jennifer Elay's is Elay. Did I say it right now? Mm-hmm. Elay's uh, life with her, which what, what's going on with her or other people kind of just shows that like it, in so many uh, movies, it's, it's just like, they're waiting for you to call with these people. It's like, you're disrupting my life. I really like that. I also, um, I kept thinking about Spotlight, obviously. And I remember when Rachel McAdams was nominated, people were really pissed off because like she doesn't do anything. But I remember talking to, I think Joey was the one who said that he read um, a re- like a review from somebody who's, who said that how she was so good at listening. Like, like a lot of her work is listening. And I noticed that with Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan's performances, that they're doing a lot of active listening um, that's really effective in it. Um, and so I was thinking about that performance in Spotlight when it came to these women. Here's how she can win. <laughs> Would you say? Here's how she can still win, guys. <laughs> you know, um, you, you talked about box office. Um, I, I, I was a little surprised that this was, I don't think the release strategy for this film was handled well um, because it went pretty wide opening weekend and I don't know that it's that kind of movie, right? I don't know that it's, it's not going to compete with black Panther at all. You know, I mean, black Panther would make more in an hour than it made in the entire weekend. But I think maybe a small platform would have been better uh, to build that buzz. I just, I just don't think that, you know, I was surprised to hear that it was going wide, but there does seem to be a, a theme of now that we're in quote unquote normal times, um, people who historically would have gone to see these films. I mean, I think five years ago, this movie take the subject matter out of it, but this a movie of this type would have made 20, 30 million like spotlight. I think yeah. made that, that much, right. Or something around that, mm-hmm. that, that amount. Um, those movies, people are not going to see those movies now. And I wonder if 
opening if knowing that these things are going to be streaming in four or six weeks. They yeah. can wait. They can wait four or six weeks and they'll watch it online or on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. I think it's kind of sad. Yeah. 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 I think like this the type of movie because the reaction to it is, was I was worried that it wasn't going to be that you know not strong but I was I was worried I was bracing myself for this reaction just because I wanted it to do so well and um, I saw it like the Thursday you know that it opened and the the, the theater I saw it in there I mean there's like ten other people in there with us and you know I feel like that's a movie that you know I want to hear other people maybe in big cities talking about how good it is and I, I want to that's the type of movie that I wanted to be like I want to see it I want to see it give it to me I want to see it. I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> like Smithers waiting for the, the new Malibu yeah. Stacy with the hat. You know? I want it, I want it, I want it. God, I'm Smithers. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um, anything else about uh, any of those movies? I mean, I certainly, you know, we'll, we'll continue to be talking about those into the award season. Um, I would imagine I, uh, yeah. Um, I still can't figure out what the best picture front runner is. I know what I've said it was, you know, on, on, on the Oscar squad, but I don't necessarily think it is that movie anymore, but I don't I haven't know listened what to it is. yet. What did you say? No, no, no. It was, the, it was the Oscar squad, the, the, the polls that we do. Um, that's what I mean. Oh, what did you say? What did you Fable say? Ones. Fable ones. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know that it's the Fable ones, but I don't mm. know what else it can be. Maybe it's bad. Babylon? Yeah, I'm no. really joking. <laughs> no. I am seeing that next week, and I'm super excited about it. But there's no way that's going to be uh, winning Best Picture. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's move to television. And FX's new limited series, Fleischman is in Trouble. Um, and Megan, you want to cue us up on that one? Sure. So Fleshman, is it Fleischman or Fleshman? Fleischman. Fleischman. Fleischman, I think I was saying. <laughs> Fleischman is in Trouble is based on the novel by Kathy Bradesser Ackner. Um, and I, can, I guess I didn't read it, but I've, I mean, I know Clarence, you read it. Um, my sister told me she read it too. I didn't have never heard of it until this limited series, but it's about this guy who is like 40 something who is divorced or he's divorced from his wife and uh, kind of dealing with what single life is like. And, um, and like kind of modern dating is what I think it starts out as what it's about. I've only seen three episodes, but I suspect that it's about more than that. And I, which is why I, I've enjoyed it so far. But it stars Jesse Eisenberg as Toby Fleischman, Claire Danes as his wife, Rachel, or ex-wife, Lizzie Kaplan as his friend, Libby. And then there is um, Adam Brody as Seth, as his buddy, Seth, who's so yummy and cute in this. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what it's about. I was super, super interested um, in your opinion of this, because I, I know that it's gotten, a, I mean, not like huge controversies, but it's gotten a little bit of, of conversation started a little bit of conversation about, um, the fact that this is a f story about divorce essentially, and the impact of that marriage and divorce has on people, but it's told from the male perspective and really the male perspective only. Well, but it's but it's narrated by his best friend, who's a woman, right? I guess I'm thinking. Who more seems about, to know more about him than than he himself knows, which right. is interesting. Yeah, although she is what you would call a a guy's girl, right? She gets along with the guys better than she does with the women. I don't know. I mean, I since I've I think that that's kind of what Lizzie Kaplan comes across as period but i i wasn't necessarily completely convinced that she's the guy's girl that has no female friends i think um i think she probably might not have many friends period to be honest mm -hmm. um but she obviously bonds with 
with Toby and Seth when they're in college. I do want to say the first thing that is jarring for me is that I feel like I, I really like this show, but I feel like Jesse Eisenberg is a little bit, a tad bit too young for this role. Um, there are times I feel like, and I don't know whether that's, I mean, I've, I'm picturing somebody in there and I granted he's going to be 40. He's like our age. He's so Joey and I's age. So he's around, he's 39, I think this year. So he'll be 40 soon, but it felt like there's some scenes where he's talking to people who are actually like actors in their mid 40. I don't, he just looks so young. I don't know. It just, it threw me off a little bit. I and I, I don't know whether it's the trajectory of his career too that we're so used to him seeing him as Zuckerberg and then he's kind of laid low for a while and done some now you see me's and then now we see him as a middle-aged husband divorcee. Like it just was a little jarring. Uh, I didn't know if you guys felt that way too. I I did. I did, honestly. Um that was sort of my initial reaction. I mean, it makes it easier for him to bounce back and forth between the younger scenes because there yes. are some scenes where, you know, they flash back to their time in college and when he meets his wife, played by Claire Danes. Um, so that makes the transition a little bit easier. But I did feel like when he's when he's in, in the scene, because his character is a doctor, when in the scenes when he's, you know, leading um, interns, uh, or, you know, it just yeah. doesn't, it, it was like, are you sure you're not on Grey's Anatomy as like one of the new class? Right. <laughs> He's supposed to be the seasoned doctor. And I'm like, you look like a child. It just, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It just was hard. It was hard to, uh, and I, I'm still trying to do the math too, that like, so he's technically the right age pretty much for this but then he went to college in the 90s which would not make him the right age for this i don't know it just it just i don't know if it's supposed to take place is it pre-pandemic or post did they mention a pandemic in it i thought they did for some reason i don't remember hearing it okay it might have been something else that i was watching but um no, it just, yeah, it, I mean, it could be, I'm probably just reading it, but it did bother me. And I know I talked to my sister about it too. And she's like, first of all, she's like, he's with this cast is way like the casting is off for this. That's what she thought too. So, hmm. and she's always the first to tell me that I'm getting old. So I, <laughs> I was excited about her opinion on this. So Joy, what did you think of it? Um, actually, really like it i i was surprised i was i feel like i had sort of a wall up to it and when i first started watching it um maybe i wasn't expecting to see so many women want wanting to bang jesse eisenberg not that i'm not saying that he's not bangable it's just like all right hot nerds getting a lot of tail good for him um he's butt a lot too <laughs> yeah I'm, that's fine with me um uh, I, I don't know. I, I really like how the show is managing the view. Well, for me, at least, is is allowing me to sort of like wade through the complexity of the arguments, especially between Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes. Like I kept thinking of perspective the whole three episodes that I was watching. And like any time that we see you know, them fighting, like, episode three, it's predominantly about their, like, courtship and the beginning of their life together and sort of how, you know, she uh, suffers some form of postpartum depression and, you know, she she carves out some space for herself. And, you know, I know it's narrated by Lizzie Kaplan's character, but then I just kept also wondering, I was like, is this... Uh, you know, his, she's narrating it from the perspective of everything that we've heard or everything that we've seen. And we know from like a one small scene between them that they don't, that she, Claire Danes doesn't like Lizzie Kaplan. I don't know. I was, I was very, I don't know how like far, how far removed the, um, the narration perspective is, but I'm fascinated with that. Like, I think it's, it's, it's sort of <laughs> poises Jesse Eisenberg to be this sort of like misunderstood, nerdy type of man who has this wife who's disappeared and 
where if it was performed differently or or directed differently, she Claire Danes' character could probably come across as a certain way or like distant or I'm, I'm not using the right words, but it's, it's also just like, I felt like in a lot of scenes where the, I've seen them argue, I felt like I was like, I wanted to almost jump into the argument and be like, no, you did this. No, you did that. I think the, I think the writing is really great. I, I think it's, you can, this may sound like a weird comment. You can tell it's, 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 uh, it's uh, adapted from a very complex like well-written book if that makes sense i know maybe clarence you can sort of um attest to that since you've read it i actually while i was watching like the second episode i ordered the book because i wanted to read it (laughs) yeah it's a very good book and it's a good adaptation of the book although it's been a while since i've um quote unquote read it i mean listen to it um but uh yeah i mean it's all right there i mean it's 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 a very literary adaptation for sure um, and it has a lot of interesting things, I think, to say about modern marriage and um, career versus uh, parenting and natural parents. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't rem- have you guys gotten back to gotten to the flashback episode? I kind of watched them out of sequence, not out of sequence, but I watched them um, the, a couple of weeks. The ago. third episode where where he and, he and Rachel meet. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think I mean. that's the best episode I've seen so far, and. Claire Danes is amazing in it. She's and, so good. And I, you know, for the first two episodes, you're thinking, oh, this this bitch is just a crazy, tightly wound uh woman. And then watching it, you you see you see her, you see the the marriage fall apart. You see mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking to watch you root for them. And then, but it's not really anybody's fault. It's just two people growing apart and and I mean, one person, Claire Danes is Rachel is probably depressed and has some issues of trying to, you can tell that like from her upbringing, she's trying to make everything better than what she had, I feel like. And I find that, I think she's the most interesting character on the show, which I think is funny because up until this point, I thought it was Libby and Lizzie Kaplan's, which we still, I think she's still pretty damn interesting too. And I want to learn more about her, but I Claire Danes blew me away in this episode. I, I just like, oh, she just broke my heart. And and, and she's not a bad, like I worry. I want to protect this character because I'm worried people will come for her and say she's a horrible mother. She's a horrible person. And I don't think any of those things. I think she's she's just. It, I guess one of my big fears is if I ever had kids, I would react the same way that she did. And I wonder if that was one of her fears. I don't know. It, I just was fascinated with her character and her performance. The the part that I actually really started to respond to wanting to genuinely know what happened to these two people is when I guess this is not a spoiler, but it's the 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 moment where they're laying in bed together and she says, I think we should get a divorce. And he like touches her face and she like sort of I don't know, like crumples into him almost. Like if there's like a they really sold the we were a couple and we were in love at some point aspect of the relationship. Yeah, they did. And it is such a remarkably tick free performance from, um, from Claire Danes, you know, who I think sometimes gets a little overstudied in her acting, um, see home, uh, homeland. But, um, no, I mean, she's, she's playing a real person here. She's playing a real woman, um, that, that I feel I've met, or that, uh, you know, who uh, I may not know struggles with these things, but um, it, it just, it, it feels so right. And so incredibly poignant, her pain, her misery, her inner turmoil, even though, and, and this is sort of getting back to the initial, um, you know, point that I brought up, you know, even though we don't see it from her perspective, he is still, it, it, I don't know if it's through, Lizzie Kaplan's perspective or through him telling her, but that, that affection for her still comes out, even though, um, even though you, you, you know, tentatively, you know, you're supposed to to understand that she's not a fit mother. Yeah. I I think that, um, I think I love the fact that it's not told through his perspective either. I, I love that 
there's like a sense of mystery, the fact that Lizzie Kaplan is narrating that. How does she know these things? Um, but I do think that I like the thing that, the, that was said in the third episode where Claire Danes is kind of says to Toby, like, you have everything figured out for you. You, you have all these things on this track. And, um, and I thought that was so, and at first I thought it was maybe about like a doctor being a doctor, but I also think it speaks to maybe being a man too. And, um, that I, I don't know. I, it was just an interesting, such an interesting conversation where, where, and she has, she doesn't know what she wants. And, um, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be about being a man, but I just thought it was a loaded kind of statement that was really interesting to think about and that she maybe doesn't know what she, what she's supposed to be doing. And, um, I, yeah, I just really, Real and I'm you know Joey I've never been like the hum- most humongous Claire Danes fan. Joey can attest to this as our years <laughs> of friendship. But I was kept watching this. I'm like, oh my god, Emmy, 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 like get get that <laughs> nomination, girl. Like she's so girl, she's so good. Yeah, the um, Jason has a lot of opinions of the Doctor stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I would love to know. Like I was wondering about some of that. He actually, in that scene, um, she was like, you have your whole life figured out for you. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he did follow that like exact track of med school uh, uh, residency fellowship job. And then, um, and I was like, I actually had to be, I was like, stop, stop. I was like, take your doctor hat off. <laughs> stop watching it as a doctor. So Which is why I wondered if yeah. that had something to do more with him being, I don't know, more tradition or i don't know like him as a person him as a man or way he was brought up i wasn't sure if that had something to do with it too was why she said it that's interesting i didn't think of it that way shouldn't go back and watch that scene so you've already talked about um emmy a little bit uh, megan but uh aside from claire danes do we think that this is a strong overall contender I need to finish it. I, I really do enjoy it. I, I, the first couple, I really enjoyed the first episode. The second episode, I was kind of like, where's this going? Um, and then the third episode, I was like, oh, I'm all it. Like it had me just sucked in for the whole 45 minutes. Um, I, I would like to see more of it. I've, I've read, uh, I think it was, uh, Richard Lawson said that it's really, he did like a Vanity Fair piece on it and said mm-hmm. how, uh Lizzie Kaplan like walks away with this show and and um that's to stick with it and that it's really good so um who knows I mean it's very early in the Emmy race but uh it could be something that that uh stays afloat especially if uh who knows if people are talking about it I haven't seen many people talking about it though online no um but I think that they will they will catch up to it Um, because I think that, you know, as we look at the golden globes are coming back, they'll have, and and now they've got a limited series supporting category, limited Uh series supporting performance category, and they can't nominate everybody from the white Lotus. Right. (laughs) Because there's, there's really not that much. I mean, there's, there's, you know, they'd have to go back to, staircase or under the banner of heaven from last year, because, you know, it's just not been a, a huge limited series year this year so far. Um, so I think that, you know, this is probably getting some recognition there at the Globes. I will say, I think that this is much better uh, of the FX on Hulu series. This is much better than the patient, <laughs> which I, which I never finished. I just I found out how it that. ended and never finished it. What did you say, Joey? Uh, I, I never finished it either. I got like three episodes in, and I was like, "This should have been a movie." I don't, I don't know. Right. Um, I, I think this will actually do. If it doesn't do well at the Golden Globes, I actually feel like this is a very saggy, actory show. Yeah. Um. So I could see, at least, um, you know, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Claire Danes getting in I, I i think there's a lot of i think people really, really like lizzie kaplan too um and i have to say on a total sidebar adam brody does not age he looks better now he looks, than he did yes, on the oc on the oc oh my God. yes he's so good looking i love him yeah 
Um, I wanted to say, wait, I was going to say something about, oh, I, I feel, I think you're right. I think this is very sag, saggy. And, um, and I, I know I'll be canceled for say? saying this, but it reminded me of Woody Allen, which I think has been some comparisons, but especially the scene where she tells him that her boss like hit on her two mm. years ago at the Christmas party. Yeah. And he's like, what? I was right there. And I, I like, it was really funny and it made me think of like all those Woody Allen, like nineties Woody Allen movies. And um, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was like, not supposed to be funny in that scene, but was very funny. Yeah. There was, um, there were a couple of scenes that were the, the scene where they're talking, <laughs> the scene where they're talking about dinner and he was in, and, and she was like, I, I want something else. She was, she was like, and I, she was like, I wanted to come home to have like food waiting for me. And it was like, and you did. I, I mean, she was like, but it was steamed yeah. <laughs> chicken. And I was just like, his reaction actually gave me a little bit of a, a Woody Allen nineties, like vibe. Um, like husbands and wives type of. Yeah. Or even like, uh, I mean, my favorite Woody Allen movie, Manhattan murder mystery. I, I was just talking that. about that today with my mother because she loves only murders in the building so much. And I'm like, you need to watch Manhattan murder mystery. Uh, she's never seen it. I don't think she uh, has. It's my favorite one. I know I've watched it like a million times because of you. <laughs> it is a fun one. Yeah. Oh, I'm literally, I don't actually don't have that movie. I'm literally trying to see if I can buy a copy of it. But I used I to watch it on VHS all the time. I, I have the VHS, I think. I, well, I mean, nobody has. You know what another um, underrated Woody Allen movie that I personally love is? Um, Shadows and Fog. Oh, I've only seen that one once. I haven't seen that one. Because I, I, did, uh, I did have a crusade where I was trying uh, to see uh, all of the Woody Allen movies. This is the podcast Megan Gets Canceled. <laughs> 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 uh, I love... Um, there's another one that I, Zelig is a really good one. That's like not many people see. Um, and then there's, oh, it's Crimes and Misdemeanors is another one that, I, that is like underrated that is really good. You mean Match Point Part One? Yes. Yeah, just so. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on Fleischman? No. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the flashboard to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. And uh, Joey, why don't you go first? Sure, well, I was going to buy this copy of Manhattan Murder Mystery, but the Blu-ray is $120. Thanks, Amazon. So I guess we'll close that tab. Um, I am almost finished with Andrew Sean Greer's Less, which is a very funny, fun, nimble book. It's, I, it took me a while to get back into it, um, but I really, really love it. Um, and after that, I'm going to pick up, before the movie comes out, I'm going to read, spoiler alert, The Hero Dies by Michael Osiello. Uh. Um, people are being I've, really I've mean to that movie. I saw Twitter. a tweet that someone said, um, that's like, yes, I'm sure Michael Osiello really did watch his husband, his loving husband die just so he could make a memoir. And, um, so you could talk about how the movie has a heteronormative relationship. That's exactly what he wanted it to do. Um, I haven't looked up the review. I saw like one me tweet and I was just like, I'm not doing this just because, um, the gays, we eat our own and we can't have nice things. And, um, so I want to read that. I can't wait to see the movie. Um, it comes out in my area on the 8th of December. I can't freaking believe it's almost December. Um, and then I'm going to continue watching sex lives of college girls. I love that show. I love how thirsty that show is. I realized that I think Mindy Kaling's thirst and I belong together forever because it's just about, I mean, it's not just about this, but it just has hot dudes in it. Um, and then I finally just got, not finally, I, I just got screeners to a bunch of random stuff, including uh, Living and The Sun and something else. What? What was it? I can't remember. Oh, but um, you from, from Sony Pictures? Yeah, there's something else. Return to Soul? I think it's that. Um, uh, there's I can't remember what the other one is, but, um, the, oh, the one is super random is, um, I, I keep wanting to watch that movie. Have you seen the trailer for that movie? Wildcat, the Amazon prime. Yes. Documentary. 
I get emotional just watching the trailer of that movie. What's it called? Yeah. It's called Wildcat. Wildcat. It's about a documentary about a soldier who gets just, I think, discharged um, because of some behavior. He has some PTSD and he is uh, working with a uh, a wild cat. I can't remember what kind of wild wow. cat it is. And he's they have a year and a half to rehabilitate the animal and introduce the cat back into the wild. Um, so it's just like, you know, obviously you can see like the parallels of you help me. No, I was helping it sort of thing. Um, and the first person that says it's like the octopus teacher, I'm going to punch them in the neck. Wait, who says what? Who says it's like the octopus teacher because that movie fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> that movie. Um, got my wildcat things out. Oh, Devotion. Devotion is the other one that I just randomly got a screener to. But I want oh, I want to yeah. see I want to see that in the theater. So let me know what you think. I like that one. It was I'm something like it. that sat like is that with me like for a few weeks now, and I'm like I'd like to watch that again. It's like the type of movie that I'm. Ex- not just for like the sound and the experience of some of the action, but like that's the type of movie I was like, I want to see that in the theater. Like that's the type of movie. Yeah, that, that's like, a good movie to see in the theater. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. So that's it. That's all. Megan. So Reno Nine One One has a Christmas. Uh, <gasps> it movie. does. It's a wonderful heist that's on eight <laughs> o'clock on Saturday, and I love Reno Nine One One. There's also a movie called Three Pines, which I thought maybe was about like three Chris Pines, but it's not. It's Alfred Molina. <laughs> but um, got excited for a second. Um, I am finishing my as a stranger beside me book, the Ted Bundy book. Um, and it's made me want to watch maybe that Zac Efron movie that everybody kind of liked and kind of hated at the same time. Um, but I, I was thinking about watching that, but I've, I've got screeners to watch too. I, I started watching, I forgot to mention I watched in Tulsa King. I watched Tulsa King, which I did not hate. I enjoyed watching Sylvester Stallone beat people up. Um, um, I also like to, yeah, I got that free pasta. Uh, and I, I would like to watch um, the Chippendale show. Um, oh, I love it so much. I love Chippendale's it more than ever. Chippendale's Rescue Ranger, that that movie too. I would like to watch that. Oh. I haven't watched that yet either. Chippendale's Rescue Ranger is a totally different movie. <laughs> I know, but I'd like to watch both of them. Maybe back to back. That would be a good. <laughs> I, I I like the Chippendale's show way more than I think a lot of people do. And it's I, I think it's a good time. Okay, I was obsessed with the TV show as a kid. Will I like it? No, I'm talking about Chippendales. No. Welcome. I'm talking to about the the Naked Dancer movie. Oh, okay. So you did series. <laughs> so you did like it. Okay, I would like to see it. I was reading some things about it, and <laughs> and so I I thought I should give this a shot. Um, but uh, what else is coming out in theaters? Uh, I can't remember. I think yeah. For now, that's probably what I'm doing. Um, and waiting for my Spotify Wrapped to see what I listened to this last year, even though I know what I listened to, but. Oh, I also would like to see George and Tammy. I think we have screeners for that. Yeah, we do. I don't know when it comes out, though. This is like, this is the time of year where I realize that I'm trying to watch all these freaking Christmas movies because my husband likes to watch every Christmas movie under the sun. And then I just realized today, I was like, we have to do top 10 lists. Oh, yeah. I've been working on mine for, like, I have a little idea. Oh, ugh, fuck you. Um, And then... um. <laughs> And that's like, and I want to try to watch all these movies before, um, before the end of the year. Like, come on, this is it. Happens every year. Every year, it's just like, it's it's trouble. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I um, I'm light on TV this week. I we my wife and I have been watching um, Dead to Me. But we got about halfway through it and then just like stopped because other things happened. So it's not bad. It's just we haven't felt the need to really kind of get back to it. Um, this season is very inconsistent, but um, I do like uh, the, you know, I- I'll watch anything with with uh, Linda Carlini and uh, Christine Applegate in it. So um, there that it's got that going for it. Um Mostly going to be watching a lot of screeners because we, uh, I think we have to vote for Hollywood Critics Association Awards in a couple of weeks, I think maybe in in a week. Um, And then I have to do Critics Choice Film Awards in like two weeks. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing is watching movies. Um, And I'm still, I have seen the sun. Yes. Oh, okay. Probably going to watch it tomorrow. 
I did not you get care it for that one. A digital screener, or did you get it in the mail, Joey? I I got. Oh, sorry. Both of you. I got both. You got both. Okay. Um, I think the one that I got digitally was for Galaga, so I think that I might end up getting a, a physical one later. I don't know. I got a I got a physical copy that looked like it was printed on a. <laughs> It was like, like someone burned it for you. Yes. It's just because, like, it's got, it's got like yeah. a homemade white label with like the sun typed on it. In like aerial <laughs> font. <laughs> like, should I, I saw this? I saw, the only reason why I'm, I asked Megan earlier, I was like, do you get a screener for living or specifically living in the sun? Um, because I saw somebody, you know, posting a picture being like, this is my, like my first time as a critics member. I feel so happy, blah, blah. And they took a picture of like, all the screeners that they got. And yeah. then I, I actually saw, I was like, what is that rinky dinky? Like, Hey, here's the greatest hits of Fleetwood Mac off of my dad's <laughs> CD in 1999. Yes. Um, I saw that and I was like, I want that. Not the packaging, but I just want the, I prefer physical screeners more than digital screeners so much. I don't know. Um, but yes, it did look like that. Um, but uh, you know, I uh, it's it's incredibly melodramatic, um, and it just kind of kept me from really um, sort of caring about connecting. the characters. Okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, from connecting to mm. it. Um, but uh, very interested to see what you guys think. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm not really doing any reading because <laughs> see <laughs> see movie watching. <laughs> But uh, I am still trying to finish the audiobook to um, Stephen King's fairy tale. I have three hours left Ooh. out of 24. So Wow. It's long. I think that's the longest book I've ever listened to. That's really long. It is yeah. long. Um, all right. Does that cover it? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, me, Clarence Moy. Thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. Rem- asking you to also uh, subscribe to our YouTube page at Awards Daily and check back with us for the 400th episode spectacular. Or maybe I'm setting ourselves up for failure. <laughs> I don't know how spectacular. I don't know what we're doing, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, we are wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow.